Hey everyone, I'm Leslie Martinez and you're listening to Your Joyful Order Podcast. Each week I will bring you joyful stories that will motivate and inspire you and at the same time bring order to your everyday life. Let's just say the show will be a mixture of preaching and teaching with a kick of motivation from your girl here. Welcome to Your Joyful Order Podcast. This episode is being recorded merely out of obedience to God. What I'm about to share with you is something that has been stirring in my heart and mind for well over a year now. On September 17th, 2021, I woke up after a really bad and scary dream that I had. God showed me some things that shook me hard. I also woke up with a word from God and I just started writing. I was sitting in my bed at about 5.45 a.m. with my phone and just started typing up on notes page what God revealed to me in this dream. He led me to scriptures and sent me down a huge rabbit trail of piecing each part of the dream together to put together what I'm about to share with you. After I wrote it all out, I felt relieved and somewhat proud of myself for getting so much good stuff down. Then God told me to share it, and I didn't. I told myself, no one's going to want to read through a five-page blog or post about this. They're going to miss the point. They're going to miss what God is saying and take my words completely out of context. So it sat on my phone and forgotten for an entire year. Come September 17th, 2022, exactly one year later. I keep a daily journal that is a five-year journal of joyful moments. So each page is basically one day with five boxes for you to write on each year of that date. So when you write in it, you can look back at to what your moments were the previous years. Well, on September 17th, I had written in my journal one year ago, I I was reading the, the prior years and I had wrote that I was awoken by a dream and word that God placed in my heart and that I wrote it in my phone on a notes page. So I vividly kind of remembered what it was about. So I went to my phone and I looked up September 17th, 2021, and I found that note that I had wrote in my phone. And it's basically what I'm about to share with you shortly. But when I read it again a year later, I realized how true this all still is today. Then I heard God quietly whisper to me again, it's time to share this. Now this time I I couldn't argue with God and say, no one wants to read it. No one wants to, you know, read through a long post or something. This time I now have this platform of a podcast where I feel this might be a little better heard rather than someone reading it and, you know, taking the context completely out of line. But I very much still doubted sharing this. So that day on September 17th, I headed to a woman's conference where God, again, because this was fresh in my head, God used some of the speakers to just confirm to me that it was time to share. There were several things that the speakers had said that were just really confirming what God had 
shared with me, even verses. And it shook me. And I knew then I have to share this message. Now, I I have to also tell you this before I start. There are a few things that I will say I hate. <laughs> now, I know as Christians, you're not supposed to have hate towards anyone or anything. So let's just say that there are things that I like have a very strong dislike for. And I'm going to give you to give them to you in the order of which I strongly dislike them slash hate. Okay. Now the first one is Tom Brady and the Patriots. <laughs> if you know, you know, yes. Number one on my list. Number two would be cockroaches. Number three would be spiders. And then number four are politics. Yes. In those order, those are the things that I strongly, strongly dislike. It is a short list, but yeah, you get it. Okay. Now I'm about to talk about one of the things that I strongly dislike that are on my list. That's how you know it is all from God. I'm probably going to even piss some of y'all off. (laughs) And if I do, it's probably only because I'm speaking the truth to you. And sometimes the truth hurts. And sometimes we get angry when we hear the truth. I want you to just be able to hear this entire episode out. And if at the end, you still got your chonies in a bundle, I'm going to tell you then, take it up with God because I'm not even, I'm not even lying, y'all. This word came from God and I am acting strictly in obedience of sharing what it is that he put on my heart because the message is from him. Now, I did add a little Leslie twist and flavor to it, but the scriptures and a lot of the message is really, really from him. So, I hope you all can um, kind of forgive my voice being a little raspy also. Um, The enemy's been trying to silence me and that's been another challenge. So I know more so that I need to push through and put this information out there because the enemy is really trying to silence my voice. So going back to the women's conference and how this confirmation coming from God all kind of came together. So One of the things that I heard from the speaker that day, and it just kind of added on top of a layer of all kinds of other confirmations that were said that day, but this is the one that I I wrote down and said, I have to add this into this message. And it's this, it's not going to take an election to heal this world. It's going to take God. I knew that God was speaking to me by the little nuggets that he was dropping that just tied into this word that he gave me last year. And one of the things that he revealed to me is that there are so many Christians out in the world right now that are more concerned about pushing their political agenda rather than the gospel of Christ. Now, if you truly believe that change starts with political leaders, you've sight of Christ, my friend. Change begins with us as followers of Christ. And I wish that people would wake up to what the enemy is doing. The enemy is alive and conquering this world by using many so-called Christians whose only stance is to spread division rather than unity and the gospel. 
Christians who believe that pushing their politics will awaken people and educate them, you've truly lost sight of what the gospel is about. There's no awakening when all you do is spread hate, division, and one-sided agendas. When your only concern is to post or rant about political leaders rather than spreading the gospel, you need to reevaluate your intentions. Christ is the only awakening that the world needs right now and shining a light on him rather than politics is what the world is so desperately needing right now. If you are constantly waving your red or blue flag and seeking political leaders as saviors, then you've retreated to the enemy, my dear. The only awakening we need right now is leading people to Christ and not politics. In John 10, 10, it says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. We have been robbed of so much in this nation and the enemy continues to do so through destroying the unity our nation once had. America has only found unity when we've gone against foreign enemies when we want revenge or war. Americans unite when we're ready to steal, kill, and destroy from other nations. This is the only time as a nation that we are united when we are at war with another nation. How sad is that? I think back to the last time our nation felt united and it was shortly after 9-11. So much unity, love, respect, compassion, and kindness for each other was just so evident in our nation. Why was that? Because people felt vulnerable. People were afraid because it was the first time that our nation had came under attack from an enemy in that magnitude and it took away our vulnerability as a nation. It took a foreign enemy to come into our nation by stealing planes, using it to kill people and destroy buildings. And we, uni we united to go fight this enemy. But how did we go and fight them? We went into another nation by stealing, killing, and destroying in those nations as well. We fought an eye for an eye battle, and we continue to fight this rhetoric today. Now, as I said in that verse, the enemy came to still kill and destroy. But the second part of that verse is that Jesus came so that we may have life and have it to the fullest. We have, as Christians, have lost sight of this part of the verse. The verse is our weapon. Our weapon is not to go out and fight by stealing, killing, and destroying each other. An eye for an eye mentality is Old Testament thinking. Jesus came to abolish Old Testament thinking, yet so many Christians still have Old Testament thinking today, and it's causing division, hate, and ultimately the fall of our nation and the fall of Christianity. So when so-called Christians are more concerned with pushing their political candidates' agendas and reform, those Christians have clearly lost sight of Christ. When Jesus walked the earth, you never once read in the Bible about him advocating for the king, King Herod at the time. He never once told people why they should or why they should not be following the king. 
He never once spoke bad of the king. He never shared whether he supported him or not, or whether he followed the king's beliefs or not. Jesus never campaigned for the king. He campaigned for our father. He wanted to lead people to God by showing love, kindness, and compassion. He walked this earth so we could follow his lead of grace and dignity. He walked this earth so we can unite under God, not a king, nor a political leader. Jesus sat with people who worshiped and honored the king. He sat with people who wanted to kill the king. He sat with the sinners, the possessed, the lost, the hurting, the unhealthy, the unwanted, the unchosen, the hated, the evil ones, and the thieves. He sat with the people who needed him the most and led them to God, not the king. If you feel that your calling is to awaken people with your political rants, your hateful posts, or your videos, then you unfortunately have missed the entire gospel and accounts of Christ. Jesus didn't come to turn people against a king. He came so that we may have eternal life in and through him. In order for that to happen, people must know him. We are living in a world where so many people have lost sight of Jesus and are creating platforms that shine a light on themselves rather than Jesus. In Mark 3, 25, it says, if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. The enemy is using division amongst us because he wants us on the ground. He wants us crawling on our knees in fear. He wants us so divided amongst ourselves as Christians because he knows that when we unite under God's words, we are powerful and that he is scared of. So if you are still pushing your left or right wing agenda, waving that blue or red flag, pro this, pro that, you've lost sight of what this nation means right now. You have become part of the problem. You're putting your faith and trust in a political leader rather than Christ. And sadly, you call yourself a Christian. When you start to put your faith and trust in a political leader to save our nation, you just retreated to the side of the enemy. There's a story in Mark 7 of the gospel where Jesus refers to the Pharisees as hypocrites. And this opened my eyes to see how so many so-called Christians are similar to these Pharisees of back then. Now, Pharisees were members of a party that followed legalistic traditions that were ascribed to the Bible. They were also very judgmental, and Jesus himself referred to them as hypocrites. In Mark 7, the Pharisees referred to the disciples as being unclean. And Jesus then said in this verse right here, in verse 6, he replied, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites, as it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. That was Mark 7, verse 6 through 8. Then in Matthew 23, Jesus goes on to say more about the Pharisees. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of the law and the sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, 
but do not do what they do for they do not practice what they preach. That was Matthew 23, one through three. Now, let me break this verse down for y'all. The Pharisees, again, they're legalistic leaders who carried out the laws, kind of like our political leaders today. Now, when he said they sit in Moses' seat, they were the leaders at the time that you had to follow their law. You had to follow what it was that they said. So again, that's kind of like our political leaders today. Our political leaders set laws that we have to follow. Here's where it gets good. And you need to listen to these words again, straight from Jesus himself. He said, do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. Did y'all hear that? I, I, let, me, let me say it for the third time for the people in the back. Do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. Do you recall also how in Mark 7, Jesus said, these same people worshiped him with their lips, but their hearts were far from Jesus? Well, we have a heart problem in Christianity, and it's apparent today in American culture. When people are waving political flags to lead people to a vote rather than lifting their hands to point to Jesus, the enemy has won. Hearts are hard. Our nation is divided and people are not being led to Jesus. Jesus was telling us then, and we need to be reminded of it today. We're fighting the same battle. Do not follow them or do what they do. Do not be legalistic hypocrites who lead with your lips in layman's terms. Stop waving your political flags and talking about political leaders like they're our saviors because they want to write laws that are like Old Testament theology. Many political leaders are wolves in sheep clothing used by the enemy as a decoy to his plan. He used those same political leaders back in Jesus' time and he's using them again today. Open your eyes to what's really going on. It's time to close your lips and open your hearts to share God's words not your politics. Now, I'm not saying all political leaders are evil or heartless. There are good leaders trying to do right. However, I would not look to a political leader to save my life or my country. Just saying. Now, I'm about to tick some of y'all off really good right here. <laughs> or as my pastor would say, y'all going to get a little tight booty right here. I'm going to say this right here. And you, you guys... This, this was written like all of my thoughts when I woke up that day. And this is straight from what I typed up that day, what I really felt God was pushing on my heart. Okay. And this is going to come off and say like, oh, God wouldn't tell you to say it like that. This is Leslie's twist in with this because I need y'all to really get the big picture here. Okay. When Jesus walked here on earth, he never wore a shirt, waved a flag or had a bumper sticker on his donkey that said F the king. Nor did he do the opposite of saying, bow down to the king. He never started a riot or boycott the Pharisees' laws. He respected the king. The Pharisees and the leaders of that time, even up to his death, he respected them. Do you recall how when Jesus died on the cross, he even shouted, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. That was from Luke 23, 34. He didn't shout out, kill the king, or F the king, or try to start a war amongst the people. He died graciously and with integrity 
to show us just how good God is. He came to be an example for us and we have lost sight of his character and we still call ourselves Christians. It's a shame and embarrassment to Christ's name to act out with such hate and division than call yourself a Christian. There are Christians out there that are literally wearing F the president shirts and have bumper stickers on their cars and they're pulling into churches. They're speaking God's name. Is that you? Jesus walked the earth in a time of unjust and still loved people. He was the light in a dark time. He was the savior who came to earth so we would not follow kings or leaders. He came so that we could follow a savior who so graciously and unselfishly sacrificed himself to do so. As Christians, we must rise up and follow the examples he left for us. We need to stop causing division, stop being legalistic, and start being compassionate. Start being tolerant, loving, and graceful, just as Jesus was. We need to stop pushing political agendas and start pushing the gospel of Christ. The only awakening our nation needs right now is that of the gospel and not of politics. We all must unite the one and only true enemy. And it's not a political leader. It's the devil. And he himself is alive and thriving in our nation today. He is winning the hearts of Christians alike by decoying himself in politics and causes that are legalistic rhetoric. We must unite to defeat the one and only enemy as that is the only way that we are going to defeat him. We won't win the fight by putting our resources in a political leader. We must win the fight with the gospel. We must fight with love, compassion, kindness, grace, tolerance for God's people, not just the ones that voted the same way you did. It goes for all people. Open your eyes to what's happening. Open your eyes to see that the enemy is winning. And right now, so many Christians have retreated to him and they don't even know it. Rise up, people. Open your eyes to him. Put on those boxing gloves and cast your sword with the word and show the enemy that he has no power over you. He has no power over our nation. He has no power over our future generations to come. Stop leading people to a vote and start leading people to Jesus. I woke up on September 17th. 2021 to this message that I've just shared and it's been so heavy on my heart. As I said, I do not like politics. I don't or I did not want to use my platform to share this type of stuff. And I know it's a very questionable thing to discuss. I don't like to discuss politics with people. I don't want to say that I spoke politics, but I spoke truth. And if you're on kind of that border fake Christian that I'm talking about, it's time to get to the side where you're going to just speak love and grace and share God's love rather than your one-sided opinions. God has been speaking to me in a way that I can no longer tune it out about this. 
I was given this dream and it, it shook me to my core. And the dream, I, I, I don't want to share in details because really that's just something personal between me and God. But God led me to so many of these scriptures that just opened my eyes and allowed me to make sense of this dream. It was an awakening that I needed. And these words were what came from it. These scriptures were part of it. And I hope that these words speak life and truth to you as they did to me. Know that I am and I always will be here for you no matter who you vote for. God is using me to bring light and truth to him, which is what we need right now. And I hope that you can join me in that journey to bring others into the light of God and not into politics and spreading their one-sided agendas. I hope that God can continue to use you and mold you and soften your heart to see what the enemy is really trying to do. We have to stand united. We have to stand together as believers and followers of Christ. That is the only way that the enemy will be defeated. I truly feel that there is a revival coming and I really hope for you to join us in that. I love you and I'm praying for you. And remember to go chase joy.